Welcome along to our first session here on Full Time. You've got myself, Keith Newell, of course. Uh, we broadcast Full Time here on Tūrangi. If you want to send a shout-out, first of all, going out to our sponsors, Racecrack Motors. They are down there on Grey Street. And check out their, uh, their vehicles that they've got on down there. Right, we get straight into it. Uh, joining us from across the ditch or across the pond, whatever they tend to call it these days, we welcome to our show Jason Tafifirangi. Uh, otherwise known as JT. Morena, bro. Yeah, Morena, Keith. I look, I'm not used to being first off the bat. I know. I know. Still socking because the Jim Bean factory burnt down or what? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> morning, morning. Uh, morning, bro. Great to have you. And of course, uh, you were able to get hold of uh, your mate who was joining us um, this morning, Willie James. Big tutor and uh, good morning to you there, Willie. Morena, kid. How you going, brother? I'm good, bro. I'm good. Wonderful oh, to have you back on our show. Yeah, no, it's definitely wonderful to have you back on our show. Um, and I know that you're doing a bit of um, radio yourself over there in Brisbane, eh? Yeah, flat out on the radio, bro. Um, uh, I was with the uh, Te Karangot Kōpai uh, Māori radio group, but I've since left that group and I'm now joined a multicultural group. Uh, nice. With radio 4EB, yeah. Okay, so uh, what 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 sort of uh, music do you get? A whole array of music played on your um, on your radio station, then? Yeah, we play a lot of music from home, bro. But, oh, uh, because it's uh, you know when I was with the Maori group, the Karanga Water Court play, we were you know our content is mainly Maori. Yeah, um, I tell Maori most of it's it's in Tarawa Maori. I play a lot. Of, I play a, lot of, a big mixture of music, but. Um, yeah, mainly our stuff from home, bro. Oh, well, excellent stuff there. Wonderful to have you back. And uh, uh, just wondering, you know, um, when when are the folks uh, expected to see you back th- these ways, uh, Willie? I'll be there in Christmas. I'll be there oh, from nice. the 15th of, uh, 15th of December to about the 23rd, and I'm flying back here for Christmas. Oh, e- excellent. I'm sure you're looking forward yeah, to so it, no- Oh, yeah, no doubt I'll be in there with, with uh, my cousin nah, Matai on the breakfast show or the wisdom. Yeah. <laughs> you know, awesome. You know, the boys will go, get, get in here, get in here, get into the studio. And... Absolutely, yeah. absolutely. Now, uh, JT, uh, well, we'll get into the league, I suppose. Uh, the Storm. Boy, that was a, they had a close one uh, against the Dragons, eh? Yeah, both sides depleted due to origin, conventional mm. Legend, isn't he, Willie? Um, he, he is just an absolute legend of the game. Hey, what do you reckon, Willie? He's an absolute legend, man. I've had the, I've had the, you know, I've been over here forty years, so I've had the pleasure of watching him come from uh, from being a kid playing in Logan, mm. uh, which is where we live. Mm. Um, you know, to come through, come through right, right through to where he is now. Um, but you know, he's just, he, he's not a big man. Um, and he obviously gets targeted a lot on 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 the paddock, um, you know, because people try and get rid of him because he's just uh, he's just so good. So I think you know a lot of teams are sent out on the on the field on the night to, with the strict instruction to get rid of Cameron Smith. But um, 
you know, man, he, he just keeps getting up and going. You know, he, he obviously learns how to uh, look after himself. And, um, you know, there's been very rarely a day when he hasn't turned up for a game. Yes, absolutely. Consistent, just consistent as, isn't he? Now, um, look at the position he plays too. It's hooker. Yes. Yes, yes. Absolutely. Consistently racking up, you know, 40 plus Mm. matches a game. He's the goal kicker, he's the captain. So, mate, it's a a definite um, feat of endurance and durability. For sure. He's very durable, and like Willie said, he hasn't got the, you know, the big rig of a a Martin Sapao or, you know, the, the, the build. Like most people, looks like. One of his nicknames is the accountant because he's got in a, the body of an accountant. But <laughs> I, don't, I don't know what motor he's got in there, but he goes right on camera. Oh, he's yeah. got the heart of a lion. Absolutely. Heart of a lion Absolutely. That's exactly what I was going to say too, Willie. It's exactly what I yeah. was going to say too. Now, um, hopefully, we welcome uh, a little bit late uh, to the show uh, Mr. Rao Walker. Morning, bro. Yeah, good morning, boys. Sorry about my tardiness and my timekeeping, but uh, the alarm went off uh, rather late. No, no, I, I, I lie. I was actually on social media before I started uh, touching back with you, Keithy, but good to see the boys up and running, and there's always heaps of sport to, to review and uh, talk about, and mm. I see the the guys uh, discussing uh, league. Yes, absolutely. And, of course, we've got a special yeah. uh, guest, uh, Willie James, joining us uh, this morning there, Ralph. Yeah, good morning to Willie. Welcome to the show, and um, it's always good having it's always having guests, um, you know, giving us their ex- expertise, comments, and uh, no doubt Willie will have a, a whole heap. And uh, look, I'll tell you, there's a whole heap of footy uh, to come over the weekend too. Mm. Now we were just talking about um, uh, Cameron Smith, just uh, you know, just an incredible athlete, um, isn't he, Ra? Oh, he is, Keithy, and uh, you know, he's one of the iconic. Uh, you know, uh, league players of our day is Cameron, and uh, you know he's a fantastic role model to a lot of up and coming players. Uh, in that day and age, we still get the odd duty uh, player who doesn't sort of hold back from doing some uh, not so good things on on the footy field. But no, he, he'll get in as, as one of the greats too because his, uh, his record itself is, is, is quite legendary, and uh, you know he's been behind some really good teams and had some uh, excellent coaches. So you know he's, he's one of those players that can sort of really market. Uh, the code of Legon, and uh, no doubt uh, the NRL do do that really well. And, um, you know, he, he, he's a fantastic uh, guy to watch on the field. He's just so talented, so rigid, and, and a real Aussie battler. JT, w- w- when does he retire? Is it this year or next year or a couple of years down the track? Um, <laughs> uh, so he's got the remainder of this year to run, plus next year's in his favour. He's got an option in his favour on his contract. So Mate, I think he's still good enough to run around again next year. There's been a couple of little instances where he's missed tackles, but uh, he's certainly shored up his defence since that game against the Bulldogs where the um, the big winger bounced him off a couple of times. But look, mate, I think uh, at the moment uh, he, he'll, he's good to go for another year. And you know, 400 game next year, uh, sorry, next week against Cronulla in Melbourne. There's going to be a massive crowd down there. And, and, a, and a testament testimony to um, like yeah, one of the greats of the game. He'll go down in history as probably the greatest, I think. I agree. I have to agree. One of the things that has really, um, you know, uh, amazed me, I think, for for um, a guy that you, who who say that he has, uh, you know, the the body of a, of an accountant, because I guess he does. He keeps that body very well, you know, very well, doesn't he? I mean, uh, he, he certainly looks after himself, um, nonetheless, and that's not an easy thing to do in a physical game like league, eh? No, it's like I said, especially considering the position he plays on the field. Mm. And, uh, I've read a lot of stuff over the years about how he prepares for the game. He's always one of the first at training. Right. He doesn't shirk his training. He does everything in the preseason. Uh, you know, and that's on the back of often State of Origin as well. So last year was his first time away from Origin, and then again uh, he's retired from the Test Football uh, Arena as well. So he's concentrated on just his storm commitments. And you know, he in Origin games and Test matches and all the, in the uh, Indigenous games. He's well up. Yes. yes. Yeah. Mate, yeah, no, just a bit, uh, freak of a, of, a, of a specimen. Then, what's in the water over your way there, Willie and, and Logan? That's probably the secret, bro. <laughs> oh, bro, you know, Logan's where it all happens, brother. It's that, um, it's that uh, Maori. You know, I think he played for the Waterford Demons for, or Logan Brothers for a while, and 
you know, you got a Logan Brothers, man. It's just, you know, they got 150 teams in the comp, you know. Right. That's just amazing. It's amazing down there. And when you get down there, it's, uh, you know, it's full on Maori Islander. Um, but he's just, he's just amazing. He's, he, he's, uh, and when you meet him, you know, we've met him a couple of times. He, he's an amazing dude, man. Lovely, lovely fella. Yeah. Um, you know, he's, he's got no, he's humble as. Mm. Um, mm. You know, he doesn't, blow, he doesn't blow his mouth off. He just keeps himself, keeps himself. Very rarely he gets in any kind of strife on the field or off the field. Um, he's just a general, uh, you know. And there's been discussion about him lately, you know, coming back to Origin. <laughs> you know, I mean, I don't, I don't think he'd want to come back to Origin mm. or, you know, he. But I have no doubt if they call on him, he'd, you know, he'd come in and do the job. Yes. Yes. I, I agree with he's you. A bit, he's a bit old for it, but I reckon if he, you know, if they had to, yeah, yeah, pull him into the origin, then he, you know, he'd he'd do it. He'd answer the call. Yep, yep. He'd answer the call. He'd have a crack, you know, because he's a, you know, he's a true Queenslander, um, and uh, yeah, he's all heart, as we said before, he's all heart, brother. Yeah, I mean, because at that level, eh? I mean, the intensity of the game. Uh, 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 just kind. Of, I, I, I'm not sure what what, what do you think? Um, uh, after such a long time being in the game, what would certainly wear on me? And I'm not sure if you would agree with me, um, JT. But um, just trying to maintain um, things mentally, you know, because it's just a continuous grind. Sometimes he might be playing up to fifty, sixty games every single year, and. That has just got to grind on you uh, mentally. What do you reckon, JT? Yeah, that's true, Keith. The, the mental aspect of any professional sport um, is, is a tough one to deal with in some cases. But once again, you know, he's on top of it. Mm. He's on top of his preparation. He's on top of his mental preparation as well. And that's just as important, I think, as well. You know, he can be, he can be built like the old brick outhouse, but if you've got the, you know, a pea brain or, a, you know, you haven't got control of your emotions, then you're going to burn out or certainly not have the longevity that Cameron Smith has had. Add to that, you know, his refereeing commitments on the field as well. Yes. That's uh, another aspect. Of <laughs> <laughs> yes, true that. <laughs> That's very true. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I don't know a lot of guys that say that Bagham about being the referee on the field, they're just jealous because, you know, he's not on their team. Yeah. I'm, I'm sure all the other 15 clubs would love to have Cameron Smith at the helm of their ship steering him around the paddock yes. and certainly yep. give a referee some advice. You know, is he's articulate, he's got the money to, to be able to do that. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. And put on him, you know, he's, he's, he's wedged his way in there and people think, call him a grub and all the rest of it, but please, if he was fine at your club, you'd take him. You, you'd be, you have to be, because, you know, especially when it comes to the rules of the game and stuff like that, you have to be quite knowledgeable and, and obviously he's got... That and that's all part of his mental game too, I would say, eh, JT? Yeah, totally. I remember Craig Bellamy playing playing the, the big three, the ultimate compliment when he said they were students of the game. Yes. Smith, Slater, and uh, and Cooper Croft. They quite often have little like, trivia quizzes to do with the law and the history of the game, and all three of them always scored perfect scores. You know, and that's once again just a, a reflection of how much into the game they are and you know, how much they um, love and value the game. Now, did you used to um, uh, grab the ball and, and run with it with a few people on the field there yourself, there, Willie? Oh, when I was younger, yeah, when I was younger, I used to play. Mm-hmm. Um, but because because when I when I you know when I left uh, when I left New Zealand when I left Dizzy, yeah, um, uh, Dave Ahu had just got there. Right, right. You know, people like people like Dave Ahu, uh, we didn't even know what the league was. Right. And, yes. You know, because I left New Zealand in '81. Yeah. So you know the game was just in its infant stage. Okay. Um, and uh, you know we we only used to play it on the paddock at bloody Cavendish Crescent. <laughs> All us boys down there used to play on that. Okay. Uh, that they used to call it the patch. Yeah. Down the bottom of Cavendish Crescent, and all us, you know. Well, we were used to playing football for the wicker ball and stuff like that. Right, know, yep. Under the tutelage of Hori Hokamo at Waikiriki School. And and we didn't know what a league was. It was just, you know, guys like A.B. Biddle and um, mm-hmm. uh, young Johnny Gray. And then we're just coming into their own then. Um, you know, just the league was just starting. And it wasn't until I got to Australia. Um, and I was 21 then, um, you know, 
the enormity of the game when when we got when we got here. But um, I didn't have the pleasure of uh, you know like, like JT and, uh, and them you know when all the boys were back home playing. Um, no, so I didn't have that uh, luxury of of actually playing. Yeah. But when I got here as an entertainer, I was very very lucky, fortunate to um, to uh, stumble onto the NRL, and I became a, a resident entertainer at uh, Wyndham Manly. Lee okay. that was back in Greg Dowling and um, Wally Lewis, and then we're all there, you know. Wow. Um, Greg Dowling. Um, and then I also was uh, one of the resident entertainers at the Red Cliff Dolphins, uh, which was the home of Seven Deceiver, you know, so right. Wally Fullerton Smith. And then I, when I started touring Australia and my, with my band, every little town we went to, a couple of the pubs there were owned by, you know, like over here in Australia, it's a big thing for your ex footy players to buy pubs. Okay. You know, Darren Lockyer has Darren Lockyer's got three or four pubs. Uh, Alfie Lang has got a couple of pubs. Uh, Shane Whipke owned clubs, you know. Uh, Benny Eichen. Um, you know, a lot of the old State of Origin, um, Chris Choppy Close. You know, so I got the pleasure of working for all of these guys um, as we travelled around Australia. Um, you know, so every every pub we went to, it wasn't, wasn't, wasn't anything for us to be sitting there having lunch and... Uh, now, Kerry Walters with Rook and Benny Ellis, um, the Pearl, you know, these guys mm -hmm. are always hanging together. Okay. And most of the time I was working for guys that were immortals or back in the day, Brian Fitzgibbon, uh, the guy that first, one of the first, uh, Billy, uh, that owned the first owner of the Cowboys. So we got to uh, meet, mingle with all these guys that were, um, you know, league legends and through them, Kerry Kenny Churchill. Um, spend a lot of time working with um, with them. Okay, cool. But not as a not as a player. No, right. I never had the the luxury or the, the, the pleasure of that. But uh, through my work in the entertainment business, I got to meet just about all of them. Right, so you, at all their functions. And, yeah, yeah. Yep. So you would have had a good chin wag with a lot of the uh, uh, legends of uh, rugby league then, eh? A lot of them, lots, lots and lots and lots of them. Like I, I played in a big show band called Wickety Whack, which was very huge over here. Mm -hmm. And um, we, where we used to play, like at the big, the big New South Wales clubs, you know, we'd uh, we'd have them come visit us before we'd all go out to the green room and have dinner before the show. And there'd be Wally Lewis, Johnny Rebo, uh, Greg Dowling, Wally Fulton Smith. They'd all come down because. Um, uh, we were all part of what they were doing. Okay. So we used to we used to do the halftime entertainment at um, at Seagulls or um, you know when uh, when when it went to Super League and we were up at ANZ Stadium we'd do a lot of the, the halftime entertainment and then of course get the the pleasure of you know spending a couple of hours with the guys after having a few beers and I worked with Petro Seven Receivers Dad. Um, oh, yeah, wow. so we got to meet a lot. of and I spend time with them and chat with them, you know. They and they they were they're very generous with their uh, with their time and their and their stories, you know. Cool, cool, excellent. What about you, Ra? Have you ever graced um, a rugby league field uh, yourself, there, bro? Yeah, well, I, that was the first game I ever played when I was mm. about seven, I think, yeah. before I uh, you know switched coach to rugby, as you do here in in, in you know Gisley, New Zealand, but. Uh, League was uh, the first time I played, and then half my brothers played league. Willie might know my my older brother back around the eighties. He uh, played for Midway and Uawa, and was also in, in a couple of bands around here. George Walker, um, I know George. you know. So I come from yeah, half and half sort of uh, a as, as we had lots of, of here and up the coast. You know, I remember mm -hmm. the days when uh, some of the the, the cousins, you know, we would play rugby on a Saturday, and then you'd sort yes. of. I switch codes and play rugby on the Sunday. That yeah. those were the good old days. Uh, you couldn't do that in, in too many places, and uh, I don't even know if you can do that now. With uh, you know how they're pretty much segregated, well, segregated or young or boys can young yeah. young young boys can do that. Uh, like uh, Reno's oh, young yeah. Yeah, young mobile, they, yeah, for instance. Yeah. yeah. Um, so 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 that was the first game. Like myself, because that was the first game I ever uh, played too. Was uh, a rugby league for the Paikia Whalers. Uh, who was mm -hmm. your team there, um, Ra? 
Uh, we, we, Mr. I, Mr. Martin, Martin was our coach. Um, it was just a made-up team when I grew up around the road out among the Papa area, and we put up a team against a young Kaidi side, and I thought we got hammered. Um, but yeah, and it was probably the, the the last one or two, three games of uh, the guys have played. My older brothers sort of wanted me to play for Uawa, uh, you know, the Nazis when I got a bit older, but uh, and I was playing rugby and uh, making a few rep teams there, so I wasn't too keen back in those days because when I skate down to the local league games, it was more like a, a punching match on the field, you know? Mm. And bizarrely enough, a lot of them were like Fano, like a lot of my Fano from, from Kaiti, you know, the Greys uh, were up against their own yes. Fano and, and the Uawa team, so it was kind of real strange days, those days. But, uh, you know, after the match, all the cousins would all get together and just sort of, you know, have a good laugh about it. Yeah. No, yeah. Well, uh, also, because um, I can't remember, I, I do remember playing league in high school. Um... Uh, for for Lytton. Now, Boys High didn't have a team in the competition for obvious reasons, AJT. Eh, they wouldn't have a they wouldn't have a Boys High team in the competition in the rugby league competition in, in, in Gisborne. But um uh yes, yeah, so I, I think we were playing gosh I can't remember must have been Campion, maybe Waikahu. Uh that's yeah, um so I, that's what I remember. Also, there was a big... I, I think this was a few years ago, maybe 2006 or seven, um, when they also had another rugby league tournament here. And I remember playing in that um, for about three or four weeks, uh, which was different and interesting. Uh, I was playing for the Pirates rugby team. Our Pirates rugby team obviously threw together a, a game, uh, a team, into this uh, tournament, just to restart, I guess, or rejuvenate rugby league back in the day. And, uh, yeah, that was an interesting um, sort of, like, thing, because we were playing rugby tactics in rugby league, and it was no no wonder that we were losing. But um, <laughs> it was our fitness, I think, that kind of kept us, you know, because it was the end of the season. So, yeah, it's just... Uh, ma- ma- maybe you can rem- reminisce a bit about your rugby league um I don't know what you'd call it, career there, JT? Yeah, well, I spent a lot of my youth in Kōrero, uh, so um, as a young fella, we were part of the inaugural Waitangirua Vikings oh. uh, Rugby League Club set up, uh, junior grades. Uh, then we moved up to the coast, so we you know, ended up playing rugby up there, then went to boarding school at Te Aute, and obviously rugby is number one there, but in my fifth form year, we ended up starting up a, a rugby league team. It was in protest against the... Um, Cavaliers tour to South Africa. Right. So we're talking 1986, I think it was. Um, so just as a, a few of us were politically minded back then, we said, no, stop this. We're going to protest and, and start up a rugby league team. So we en- enlisted the help of the, uh, the Waipukuro Rams. Who, the president and the coach was a bloke called Navi Pekapur, who was still president of the Waipukuro, the Central Hawks Bay Mungle Mob. Right. We weren't allowed to train so just down the road from Teote is Kukio Primary School, so we used to go down there and train. And uh, yeah, ended up playing uh, rugby league there, which was good. It was my first love. And then um, went back home to Gizzy and uh, played for the Cody Devils. Um, I was 17 or 18, and I'll tell you what, mate, I was crapping myself every time I took the field because I was a kid playing against men in a man's game. And, yes, uh, yeah. You know, you've been through a game and you play against the locks or the two on the Panthers and. You know, they've got big Fred Bishop and yeah. uh, playing against you. And, uh, you know, you, you come out um, you come out the other end and, you know, well done. If not, then, uh, I don't know. <laughs> but, um, yeah, no, mate, love rugby league. <laughs> friends of ours, the Rickard family, uh, the late Claude Rickard, yep. said, oh, we're going to have a team out at Manutuki, the Mustangs. Right. And, you know, their son Calvin is my daughter's godfather, so we're very, very good friends. I said, oh, yeah, we'll, 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 we'll to play with the Mustangs and... Yeah, that was a great couple of years out there. Then, then we moved over here. Uh, played down in Melbourne for a bit, but uh, sort of gave it away to concentrate on work because you know we had a young family then, young kids, and mm-hmm. Lois is the sensible person in our relationship. She said, you know, rugby league, not going to pay the bills. Yeah, pay the bills. So you know, go get a job, and you know, ended up you know, concentrating on work. But uh, yeah, always loved the game and. Um, we moved to Queensland, I uh, bumped into a bloke that played over 35, so I had a couple of shots out there and threw the ball around, and then by then my young fellow was playing himself, so yeah, mate, it's been a good junior rugby league, and always, you know, been a Storm supporter since they started back in 98, and uh, always loved the game, um, 
given so much joy, and I just think it's um, it's tailor made for us Polynesian people. True. Now, rugby might be a game of choice for a lot of people, but there's just too much technical aspects yes. for the racking and more scrimmaging or carry on. I think we're tailor made to get the ball under our arm and just run. Yes. Yes. I agree. And, and there's more tackling, I think, hey. There's more tackling, you, 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 especially for forwards, especially in, in rugby in particular, for front row forwards, there's been games where I don't even get to touch the ball. Um, a, a heck, well, at all, sometimes for some games. Uh, whereas in rugby league, the props, the big guys, they're always they're always casting the ball up. And there's also oh, a lot more tackles. <laughs> Are you trying to tell me you're a front rower? <laughs> <laughs> Obviously. <laughs> and on that note, on that note, <laughs> we're going to go to a break. We're going to go to a break. We'll be back with more full time right after this. On behalf of the full timers, I would just like to say. Big thanks to Joachim Currid, who brings us our music intro. Check him out on joachimcurrid.com. He's also on YouTube, Twitter, SoundCloud, Bandcamp, Spotify, Instagram, and follow him on Facebook. Another big thanks goes out to Silent Partner, who brings us our outro. Check out their music on YouTube. And also thanks must go to the Polish Ambassador for the backing music for this promo. Check out the Polish Ambassador on YouTube, SoundCloud, iTunes, Beatport, Instagram, Twitter, and on his website, thepolishambassador.com. You're listening to a podcast produced by Turangi FM, number one iwi radio station in Aotearoa. We play each full-time session on Turangi FM Saturday mornings at 10am. You can listen in live on our Turangi FM media page. Just click the main Turangi FM logo to tune in online. Or if you're in the Gisborne area, we're on the radio frequencies 91.7, 95.7 and 98.1. Also check out the full-time Facebook page where you can listen to the podcast again. Make comments and click links that will lead you to other ways to listen to the podcast, such as Spreaker, iTunes, SoundCloud, Twitter, YouTube, Podchaser and Tumblr. Right, let's get back to the fools on full-time. to our second session here on full time and of course um, uh, I'd like to send a shout out once again going out to our sponsors Race Greg Motors they are down there on Grey Street also before we get back into it I want to send a, a shout out to my nephew um, Takehu Brown who um, well yesterday went to the attended the um, boys high school ball so uh look lee looked pretty flash like his uncle i dare say he looked pretty flash like his uncle back in the day anyway uh so big kia ora going out to all of you and of course uh big kia ora once again going out to our special guest joining us this morning we've got willie james as always great to have you back um there willie yeah good to be here brother good to be here and, and you're coming back so you've spent like 40 years uh we were talking off air um, during the break, you, you, you've been over in Aussie for like 40 years? Nearly 40 years, yeah. Wow. Wow. Uh, long time, long time. A long time, all right. Uh, yeah. how, how how different was is Aussie now from what it was back then? Oh, it's very, very different now. Very. Um, I came over in the boom in the 80s. Right. Early, early 80s, everyone mm. was coming over, so... Um, yeah, um, it's it's a lot different now. Um, 
Oh, there's more Maoris here now. You get in a shopping True. center, you get a sore eyebrow from <laughs> sore eyebrows from the turbo. You know, you're just going to get a bread and you come back with sore eyebrows from being the Maori salute. Right. Because right. There's, there's, there's so many, there's like, um, I don't know, 150, couple hundred thousand Kiwis over here just in Brisbane. Okay. Wow. wow. It's huge. It's huge, man. It's, 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 um, and one of the best ways over here to make money or make a living is to uh, take care of uh, Māori people's needs, mm. whether it be kai, mm. kai music, clothes, because you ask most Māoris over here what they, you know, what they miss about home. Yep. And of course, number, number one is Plano. Yeah. Number two is, you know, kai, uh, yep. kai mōna, um, all that sort of stuff. Uh, and if you can supply them with that sort of stuff, you're going to do well. You know, you're going to do well. You can anything that um, that that can remind them of home, give them yep. that feeling of home, because they they love to come here because it's sort of what they call the land of opportunity. It yes. is for some people. Yeah. Um. You can make a you know you you can make a good living here. And the Aussies, you know, there's a lot of uh, uh, JT will probably tell you too. There's a lot of this. You know, we we give each other crap about sports and we give each other crap about pinching each other's bands and right you know top australian band dragon you know all, all this yes, sort of yes. stuff goes on. <laughs> yeah but uh you know you know one of the best bands to ever come out of australia crowded house you know, all this <laughs> yeah. sort of stuff. but yeah and they do it they do a lot of that you know yeah. and um and every NRL player is Australian. Yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah. every Australian, every, every uh, well, now some of them, we got, Australians got some of the best rugby league players in the world. True. Look at, um, you know, <laughs> free, 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 moi, you know, all this yeah. sort of stuff, you know. Yeah. But at the end of the day, at the end of the day, both the Aussies love us, eh? Yes. Yes. The uh, Aussies will, you know, they'll give you a crack. Yes. Yeah. One of the and, and and of course one of the things I suppose you've been doing I'm not sure if you could say it's been helping connect Fano but um, of course you were an organizer of the uh, Gizzy Day uh, over in Brisbane too yeah. aren't you? Yeah, we organised the Gizzy Day. We organised the Waitangi Day. Um, you know, when they have Waitangi Day over here, there's like twelve of them. <laughs> right. You know, Waitangi Waitangi Day goes all for two weeks. Oh right, right. Uh, yeah, some some people do it. Some people do these things for pure monetary gain, mm-hmm. of course, and some people do it for the fact of just bringing our people together. Yeah. Um, Gizzy Day, I've been, I've been, you know, Gizzy Day's been there for 40 years. Right, right. I've run by different people. I've had it for the last 15 years, and it's just, um, believe me, bro, there's no monetary advantage in it. <laughs> 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 There's no monetary. <laughs> Believe me, you know. It, right. It costs, it, yeah, it costs me more to put it on than right. it does the, the jump through the gate. But the 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 pure joy of it is seeing yes. our people. Yes. From home, getting the smiles on their faces of catching up with people they haven't seen. Blah 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 blah. But it, you know, it's it's a way of keeping us in touch with each other. Yeah. One day a year we get to you know because uh, indeed you know, I think in the last year JT and I've caught up once. Right, properly, you know, to come to sit down and have a coat together and yep. uh, and a chat for an hour or so. But the rest of the time, it's got a brew. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So these six bring us together for a day, and you know, we can catch up with our friends. Blah blah blah. Yeah, I guess that a foot AJT. That's got to be one of the awesome things is being able to catch up with uh, you know other people, especially during um, uh, that busy day in Brisbane. Eh? Yeah, I was lucky enough to be able to go to the one last year. I hadn't been for the last I think, five years. I've been away working, so good uh, good chance last year to get down and see a lot of people. Some that you knew were here, and some you had no idea were here, which is always a good surprise. And you, know, you often think, "Well, who's left back home?" And some of them turn the lights out before they leave. So, yeah, <laughs> it's, it's to Willie James and his, to Willie and his crew, um, you know, like you said, there's no uh, financial benefit in it all. It's all done, you know, from the heart and with the intention of putting on a day for, for us as coasties and as Nazis and all the rest of it, to, to get together and have a bit of a laugh with our cousins from Norwalkakata and, you know, Naita Manuhiri and just like to say, catch up and have a bit of a, a kōrero and, you know, talk the brown stuff with each other as we do and we do it well, so. <laughs> yeah, uh, indeed. Don't we just? 
Yeah, it's right now, aren't we? <laughs> <laughs> for sure, for sure. This is how good it is, eh? <laughs> but, uh, um, well, let's get back into sport then, shall we? <laughs> Yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's get back into sport. Now, yesterday, last night, um, West Tigers-Roosters game there, um, JT. Yeah, very quickly we'll touch on rugby league because I know uh, Tom was a bit because of the uh, sleepy rugby final. <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, uh, Roosters, 24, Roosters 24, Tigers 16. Benji Marshall played game 299. So next uh, Sunday, wow. he brings up a personal milestone of his own 300 games against Parramatta. At uh, Bankwest Stadium, but the Roosters too good last night. Tigers and Patches were okay, but I just think the Roosters too much class and uh, a handy win. And we'll move forward to tonight's game, uh, the Knights and the Warriors. I was actually up last yesterday morning, the early hours, tossing and and turning. I guess I've been adding to that. Um, uh, the Warriors and the Knights. The Knights heavily depleted due to Origin. The Warriors, I think, one of the only sides without Origin representation. Right. So, uh, I think the Warriors, if they can't get that one, mate, they might as well pack up yes. and move to Tiki. Uh, agreed. <laughs> agreed. I mean... And then on uh, Sunday's Ducks... Oh, sorry, you want to keep talking about the Warriors? I'm more than happy to keep talking about the Warriors. Well, uh, what are you going for? You haven't said. I said the Warriors, mate. Oh, did you? Okay, okay, okay. Sorry, bro. Keep on. Continue on. Continue on. Okay, so Sunday is the Sharks and the Broncos, both yep. sides... Uh, like the first couple of games, uh, have Origin players out. But I think Cronulla at home, very, very hard to beat down there at Shark Park. And I know Willie James will be hating me for this, but I yes. think your Broncos are struggling, and mm. the struggle is going to continue because the struggle is real, my friend. Yeah. yeah. The struggle is real, bro. They are struggling. And I know because I remember the last time you were on here, um, you, 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 you know, you, you, you said adamantly that you're a Broncos fan. I have been since yeah, you, yeah. Um, you know, uh, you moved there, so uh, yeah, they they certainly are struggling, aren't they, Willie? Oh, they're struggling big time, man. They just lost it, you know. They just they just lost it. I think, um, yeah, they're just a sad state of affairs. But you know, like, uh, yeah, I'm a I'm a Queenslander at heart, so mm. you know, I I follow them, I follow them into the hole they're in, and yeah, yeah I guess so, <laughs> hey, I, I guess I, so. <laughs> Yeah, you got to, you got to, you know, you stick with your team. Agreed. Agreed. Everyone, everyone gives you a serve up about your Broncos, but oh well. Yeah. Call them the donkeys and all this sort of stuff, but you know. Yeah. No, no. They're, they're going for a rough pack. Yes, absolutely. No, Ra Walker is exactly the same. He'll stick. Um, he'll stick to the Warriors <laughs> like anything, eh, bro? Right to the oh, bitter no, end. We're wise men, mate. That's what it is. I mean, you'd have to be sort of one, uh, one dimension if you kind of uh, keep glued to a club side throughout the entire life. You've got to you know, have, a, have a more open mind than many. But uh, I'm like Willie, too. I, I was always a big fan of the Broncos. I, I loved the, you know, we went up to Southern Queensland. We've been about three teams I've supported there um, Broncos, Storm, and, and the Warriors. And uh, for good reason, the two left and the two Aussie teams. Um, you know, they just had that, that all-open style of rugby league that uh, epitomises the game itself, you know, the hard hits and, and, and the spectacular tries and, uh, you know, none of the other, other teams as far as I was, I was concerned could sort of cut the mustard. Uh, but sadly, as Willie said, and as we know, the Broncos are languishing, uh, you know, way behind their, their normal form, but that's where the, the storm probably has taken over. And, um, you know, we still I still like to see their, their attractive style of... Uh, of play and uh, you know, no surprise, you get all the classy players coming from uh, those outputs, those teams, and um, you know that's why they've got a huge fan base around the world, I suppose. Besides, they're, they're, they're not uh, you know a New South Wales team, you know they're outside the the, the two other states. So um, no, a long way they continue. Let's just hope our woeful, well-out Warriors can sort of uh, start winning. Well, they, they could start winning. It'll have to be from today. That's what I reckon it'll have to be from today, though. <laughs> well, I'll take them winning any day, Keith. But look, I'll tell you, yeah, it's a bit of a long road. And, uh, Very. And maybe they're, they're well out of contention. And, uh, again, another season uh, woefully lost. And uh, time to go back to the, to the drawing board and plan for 2020. But I can't see any, you know, under the current regime and with the existing players, man, they've got a hard road to, uh, you know, claw their way back if at all uh, next year. Yeah, I agree. Now, um, so, um, um, the prediction you've been calling it for the last three years, from what I can understand. 
<laughs> well, <laughs> let's just say this. Yeah, 2019. Yep. Bro, what's gone wrong? Uh, well, a lot of things. A lot of things, obviously. But, hey, it's still not the end of the season yet, is it? Well, it's still not the end of the season yet. If they win every single game from now until the end of the <laughs> season, then they could go into the... They might be able to sneak into the playoffs or into the eight, and from there, they should be able to win it right away, you know, because of the momentum, because <laughs> of the momentum they would have gotten. But it has well, to be today. Yeah, I'll go with that too, probably. But we'll wait till the end of today. Okay, <laughs> wait till the end of today because they might start their winning streak as of tonight. Let me butt in here. Speaking of streaks, if the Warriors win this grand final this year, win the title in 2019, I'll ride a push bike naked from Roebuck Road to the, 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 the bridge that you crapped on about a while back. Half high I'll, bridge. I will strip down Gladstone Road on a push bike naked. If the Warriors win the grand final, <laughs> you, you got a deal, and uh, don't 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 get a bike. <laughs> don't get a bike. <laughs> get a trike, maybe. I don't know. Anyway, um, so yeah, so uh, that's um, some good games. Let's get to the rugby, a a ra, because I know that you've been a true staunch supporter of the Hagawaris who, who who take on the Crusaders in the final down there in Christchurch, eh, bro? Oh, mate, it's, it's just like how we were talking league and, you know, the same reason why I support Queensland and uh, a non-New South Wales club side, eh, because it's like that, that underdog sort of tag that uh, the Sargentinian team carries. And, uh, look, they've they played well all season and uh, the best of luck goes out to them for tonight's game. Um, I can see it maybe being a one-side encounter. I think the Crusaders, they're just a juggernaut uh, side that's, that's been there so, on so many occasions that, yeah, I don't think the Jaguars are going to have any bite tonight. Well, I'll tell you what's sad. What's sad is that we don't get to see um, the two best teams in the competition going up against each other because we saw that last weekend um in the semi-final, yeah. the Hurricanes and the um, uh, Crusaders, that was the uh, best two teams in the competition, which was one heck of a game, I'll be honest. It was one heck of a game. And I don't think, unless the Hagawaris do something absolutely spectacular, I mean, they don't need a miracle to win. They need like five or six miracles, um, quite frankly. Well, I, I don't know, Kitty. Here's the synopsis, and then the commentator uh, made it clear that apparently this, and, and it is true to some extent, this, uh, this Hagawaris team is basically the Argentinian Pumas in disguise. But, you know, so they'll come out uh, having played with each other on so many occasions that. Uh, you know, that explains a lot why they're excelling so well this season. But in saying that about the Hagawaris, you could say exactly the same thing about the Crusaders team, bar two or three players there essentially in all black side. So, uh, you know, it's not mm. just uh, uh, coming together two club provincial teams, but also you could pretty much say two national sides, and uh, that's why it's going to be a great game. But sadly for the Argentinians, uh, playing away from home and playing at that mosh pit that uh, the Crusaders play in, and in front of a parochial Cantabrian crowd is, is going to be too much for them. They've played uh, great rugby all season, mostly at home though, but they have uh, secured quite a few victories on the road, mainly in South Africa. Um, so, you know, they're going to come out and do it their best shot, but no, you can't take it away from old Razor Robinson's uh, side. And, and look, I, I hope uh, they do win so he can start doing his breakdancing moves on the field. How True. many catches uh, can you uh, say yeah. can, uh, can actually do that? I don't see too many. Too many leagues, uh, coaches sort of, uh, you know, starting <laughs> their, their dance moves, man. That, that'd be awesome. But, uh, yeah, the Rays will be cutting loose on the field again, hopefully, if, if this team secures uh, another win, which they're expected to do. No, we won't be seeing Craig Bellamy uh, doing um, <laughs> doing uh, those dance moves. Stephen Kearney, we don't know how to do a head spin. No. <laughs> oh, he's been spinning some heads. He's been you know, spinning some heads team, that. Uh, oh, he's been spinning plenty of heads that um, that, that oh, Steve Kearney. 
Um, but yeah, uh, I'll be honest. I think there's not very many teams, and I'm talking about national teams. Um, I think Australia would struggle to beat the Crusaders. I think England, South Africa, the way that they're going at the moment, would struggle to beat the Crusaders. Argentina, that's going to be... Uh, I don't even think they'll even get there. Now, if they were actually dressed up as the Argentinian team, I still think the Crusaders would beat them. That's what I think anyway, eh, Ra? Yeah, well, I'd like to see them, you know, it would be awesome to put that theory to, to a test, Kiwi. Uh, Kiki, I, I remember when um, I think the Auckland side took on one of the top league teams in Europe, I think, um, in some sort of cross-code uh, game. You know, they played a few first half in rugby and the second half in league, and I think the, the Indian boys toasted them up um, because, as we know, here in New Zealand, a lot of those Auckland players actually played, you know, rugby league mm. and in the junior grades. Um, so they did the the, the cross codes quite uh, quite quickly, and uh, man, well, I'd like to see that. Maybe the Crusaders taking on uh, I don't know, not the Warriors, but a, a Storm team, uh, you know, and then a similar kind of uh, matchup. It'd, it'd be interesting. I'd put my money on the Crusaders. What do you reckon, JT? Storm against the Crusaders. What do you reckon, bro? Oh, I don't know. I don't know enough about the Crusaders to be honest. But listen, a few years back, Bath, I think, was the reigning European champion, and they played Wigan. Bath, yes. Wigan or Wigan or some team in yeah, in in the league they played two matches one of each code so in the mm. league game obviously the Wigan boys put eighty points on them and the Union was a lot closer the Wigan I think only lost by about a, maybe ten or twelve points so okay. yeah horses for courses mate it's all speculation obviously mm. league which, whichever code favours your well, you know whichever code you favour so unless it happens it's all pie in the sky boys yes I I completely. Agree. Um, you follow a bit of yeah, rugby I'm there yourself, you, Willie? I'm with you, JT. Yeah. Hey? Do you follow a bit of rugby, or have you been following the Super Rugby there yourself, um, uh, uh Yeah, I'm all rugby, bro. I love rugby. I follow the Crusaders. Um, I watched the game last week. It was uh, there. That was one of the best footy games I've seen for a while. Yeah. Um, as for cross-coding, um, uh, Crusaders against the Storm, that would be interesting to see. Mm, mm. That would be a really interesting thing to see. Um, I mean, the Crusaders are the, you know, the top of their game. Yep. And and the Storm are the top of their game. Mm. You know, so that would be very very interesting to see. Very interesting to see. Uh, but as JT says, all you know, fire in the sky, fire in the sky stuff. But it would be, I would love to see that. But um, that would certainly be Crusaders. something. Yeah, and I think a lot of people might actually pay a. Uh, some good coin to watch something like that, eh, Willie? Yeah, oh, they would. They would pay good coin, man. Mm, mm. I think a sponsorship would get behind it. Um, you know, just a one-off event or whatever. You know, yeah, it would be a great thing. Yeah, oh, I agree. Um, right. But you got to, got to love the NRL. Got to love the league at the moment. Um, you know, we're coming up to the um, state of origin on Wednesday night. We're looking yes. forward to that. Um, oh. Oh, how 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 much are you looking forward to it, JT? <laughs> hey, boy, it's going to be a tough one, bro. What do you reckon? Oh, yeah, absolutely. Uh, we're backs against the wall, but that's where Queensland, you know, seems to find that motivation to come out firing. And yeah, uh, the, the addition of Mitchell Pearce into the New South Wales team certainly swings the uh, pendulum back towards Queensland ever so slightly. Mitchell Pearce has got some. Not some, he's got a lot of demons to exercise from his previous uh, origin encounters where the likes of Smith and Thurston certainly taunted him both on the field and I see Thurston's having a couple of jabs off the field even in retirement. He's yeah. trying to put the young, uh, not, not the young fella, but the, you know, the experienced number seven off for, for New South Wales. But the good thing is, boys, should Queensland lose, the next day I'm skipping the country and off to Europe. So <laughs> and, uh, yeah. yeah, fair <laughs> enough, eh? Hey. <laughs> You won't have to put up with Jeff Moses giving you the raspberries, bro. <laughs> True. Uh, True. Because you'll be on the bugger. You'll be a bugger. He'll be on drugs. <laughs> <laughs> a hundred others. But, you know, you live on the yes. soul you die, right? And I'm certainly giving out my fair share of... Um, Indeed. Of, uh, I'll bet you have. Critique. <laughs> That's right. Critique is what you call it, is it? Okay. Yeah. yeah. Bring it on, bring it bring on. It you on. Know, like, bring it on, you reckon, eh, Willie? Go. <laughs> it's going to yeah, be... Go, well, you know, when they give me shit, I go, well, I need to get 10 more <laughs> yeah, fair enough, go. eh? If you win, <laughs> you win 10 more series, then we can start talking, yeah. you know. But, uh... Yeah. 
Now, I'll tell you what, though. Um, it's going to be a tough one for, for the Queenslanders because um, all four of us are Queensland supporters, but it's going to be a tough one, uh, isn't it, Willie? It's going to be tough, man. Um, uh, yeah, that second game was... Um, I think they might have taken it a little bit lightly. Yes, um, yes. They might have taken that one, you know, because... Um, you know, as... Um, what's his name? Jimmy um, James Maloney. Yeah, yeah. Um, you know, after the first game, James Maloney said, you know, he, he, and he, he was right too. He said, oh, Queensland weren't all that hot. Yeah. yeah. Because uh, New South Wales has had a bad day at the office. Yes. That's and they did. That's yep. basically, yeah, that's basically what he said. And then yep. they came out the second game and proved it. Yes. Yes. And Jimmy, Jimmy he might be a little bit of a, uh, yeah, he, he 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 made a big he, he made a bit of a difference in that second game. I, I think he did. He made a big difference, didn't he? Um, JT. Yeah. Yep. I think James Maloney did but, make. You know, it. Yeah, we've been down. We've been down on the ground before the Queens. But they, they definitely got a they've definitely got a passion in their heart. Um, I mean, you know, the uh, the New South Wales team has always looked better on paper. Mm, I know. Always. As soon as they name their team, you go, "Holy yes. shit!" You know. Um, yeah. Watch but out. Um, you know, being here, being here from the '80s and watching, watching it all the way come through, you know, there's uh, something about that Queensland heart. Yeah. Uh, you know, indeed, there is, yeah. isn't there? Yeah. Yeah. There is, isn't there? Anyway, um, so you must be looking forward to that game too, eh, um, Ra? Oh yeah, and and I think you uh, you made the point. We're all. Queensland supporters here would have been good to have our man Reno kind of, uh, you know, showing his true colours for the Blues. But, uh, no, I think the Maroons are going to get an exact bit of revenge. I just think they were caught up with the highs of playing that, that new stadium. Um, you know, and they maybe even thought they had it in the bag, but somebody forgot to tell the the, the, the New South Welshman that, you know, they had everything to play for, obviously, after the first game. So, you know, you knew they were going to come out, you know, all guns are blazing in. Yep. I think Queensland just went to sleep and uh, we're hoping that, uh, you know, the man next one was going to sort of pull their weight as well and, and try and, uh, you know, secure that uh, victory. But, you know, the, the third game is going to be different, a lot more challenging, but I think I think they should just sneak in a win. Well, I hope they do. Otherwise, you know, all those blue supporters like our man Reno and them, wow, this will be their year. I know, I know. I mean, um, yeah, it's going to be one heck of a game, that is for sure. Anyway, uh before we get into my favourite part of the show, now, JT, you, you're going to be uh, taking a trip overseas? Yeah, so we fly out uh, Thursday from Brisbane to Singapore, uh, onto Zurich, um, a few other places in between. Another one. So Paris. Uh, I'm not overly keen on Paris, but she who must be obeyed insisted that we go there, so we're going there. Uh, over to London for a few days, catch up with some family and friends there. You might remember Walton Woodford, um, Keith. Walton Woodford. Why does that name ring a bell? It rings a bell. He, he, his mum was our teacher. Oh, teacher. right. Yes, 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 yes. Keith's brother. Oh, right. Yeah, yeah. He's been in London for 20-odd years. So I'm going to get catch up with him. Then a friend of mine I used to work with in the mines is getting married over in Ireland, so I'm going to an Irish wedding and... Uh, oh. Looking forward to that. My liver will probably be shot by the time I return. And then we're coming back through Barcelona, uh, through Italy, and up through into Prague and Germany before we go to Denmark and finally Sweden, and then make the long trek home. So it's uh, yeah, a bit of a bit of a journey, but certainly looking forward to it. And one that uh, we've planned for for a while now. And it's our first trip home without the kids, mate. So yeah, mate. Oh, cool. Yeah, that's something special, eh? <laughs> yeah, he gets, he gets around that tough if he doesn't I know, I know. Tell me about it. And, <laughs> and, and um, am I correct in you're going to catch the um, World Cup final while, whilst you're over there? Is, is that right? Um, well, I've got, I've got tickets to it, so should okay. the Black Caps make it, I'll, uh, I'll certainly go. If not, then I'll, uh, uh, I'll just go chuck them in the Thames River and... <laughs> Fair enough. <laughs> just, just on the um, uh, uh, the uh, World Cup, of course, um, which is happening over there in uh, in England, um, New Zealand. They've lost their last couple of games, and they've lost them pretty badly, haven't they, uh, JT? Yeah, they've lost them. I would say embarrassingly, too, yeah. particularly the one bombs the other night. Um, uh, yes, we had, we had for a period of that match too, but ended up folding up. 
just folding into a complete heap. And um, look, it doesn't look good moving forward as we approach the, the lockout stages. We play Australia in the coming days, so oh, may not. You'd have to say advantage Australia at the moment, but you know, there's always hope. We're yes. still alive. I think cricket's a funny game. You get it right it today, you can. Yeah, it costs. Yeah, it's very costly. Um, yeah. The yeah. three main aspects of cricket are bowling, batting, and fielding. And I think we've only done the fielding reasonably well. Bowling at times has been good. Yeah. But if Porter haven't fired, you know, the lots of. Um, uh, Williamson. Latham and uh, apart from Kane Williamson, that yeah. Porter um, yeah. haven't fired. Martin Guptill no. has been a bit Guppy, of a. Yep. Guptill's been, yeah. I know. And Munro. It just hasn't quite been going. However, you know, sometimes just cricket being cricket. On a certain particular day, if the stars align the correct way, you know, things can be very, very different, can't they? And, and that's just cricket for you, isn't it? That's right. So, look, where there's life, there's hope. So, a bit like the Queensland Origin team, the backs are against the wall, the boys. But, uh, you know, look, oh, I just uh, wish them all the best. And it's uh, one major trophy in the sport that's certainly eluded us. And, yes, uh, yes. You know, that's why we uh, brought one home. I agree. I agree with you. True that. True that, brother. Yeah, I agree with you. I mean, even though I know our other mate over here isn't a cricket fan at all, I'm sure if, if um, you know, if I'm sure if the Black Caps do bring that cup home, he'll be yelling and screaming and cheering for the Black Caps, ain't? Eh? What do you reckon, Ra? Well, it'll be just like if the Warriors win the NRL title, Keithy. You know, I begged them for about 99% of the year. And if they ever won, then, uh, yeah, I'll be like everybody else. I'll jump on the van wagon, but that ain't going to happen. The, the Black Crap sort of uh, bringing home a title of any any sort, especially when you get a captain like, uh, I don't know, his name, Kane Williamson, Williamson when yeah. he said that uh, his team weren't playing their best. No kidding. What gave him that idea? You know, the last two losses... Well, like, come on, yeah. mate. Just tell it like it is. You guys were crap. You guys were hopeless. You know, be honest. Well, up and up the in, results spoke for themselves. Well, up until they started playing against Australia, they actually were on a pretty good run. But up until they started playing Australia and then England. So, you know, it's not terrible. It's not been a terrible tournament yet. <laughs> AG, it's not been a terrible <laughs> tournament yet. Uh, anyway, well, actually, by these standards, isn't it a good tournament? I mean, you know, they've, they've done so well in the preliminaries and in the early rounds. But, oh, you know, yeah. the, what the games that matter most, those are the ones I you see, have to win. Yes. Otherwise, I've seen it so often from the Black Caps is that you know they go through the the the, um, uh, the early stages, whooping almost everybody, doing really really well, and then you come to the knockout stages and they're out almost immediately. I mean, it's just almost heartbreaking. Anyway. <clears throat> Let us move on, gentlemen. Let us move on into what's certainly my favourite part of the show. It's the part that we tend to call... Put the boot in! My put the boot in is, um, my put the boot in is going out to... Uh, well, the same person that I uh, gave it to, I think, last week, to myself. I was a bit late in putting, um, uh, putting our podcast of full-time online, uh, I think... I might have only just put it on on maybe Tuesday. Uh, no, because it was Sunday. Yeah, and I've just been so busy. Anyway, I know our podcast, especially it's back on our Facebook page, our, uh, and it will certainly be on um, almost immediately, not quite immediately, but maybe an hour or so after we finish our broadcast. So my put the boot in goes once again to myself. There we go. That's my put the boot in. Yeah, I'm putting both boots into the government because uh, I saw a story up in Auckland, I don't know if it was 200, over 200, over 2,000 um, people, were beneficiaries were waiting outside uh, the Wynn's office uh, from around 2am in the morning to try and secure some uh, much-needed funding. I mean, what's happening in our country? Maybe they need to take lease out of uh, JT and Willie's book and uh, hit the old Oz track and uh, try and make uh, you know a bit of a... What's the word? Uh, name for themselves over there, and, and uh, you know, more importantly, there's money overseas. So, yeah, that's my boot, and it goes out to the government because uh, it sounds like the country's going from bad to better still. Put the boot in. Yeah, boys, my put the boot in this week goes to uh, a bloke. But first, let me paint a picture. Uh, back in 1981, at the Melbourne Cricket Ground, 38 years ago, one of the most disgraceful acts in sport occurred when the Aussies bowled the ball along the ground. 
fast forward to this year at the All England Lawn Tennis Club at Wimbledon, and Nick Kyrgios serves under um, what are they sponsored by Rexona? These Aussie Aussie people or what? I mean, Nick Kyrgios, <laughs> absolute tosser. And uh, to his credit, the great man Rafael Nadal just brushed him off and uh, advanced to the next round, while Kyrgios was left to ruin another missed opportunity. So, might put the burden goes out to you, Nick Kyrgios, you dork. Put the burden. Yeah, well, my my put the boot in was going to be to Nick Kyrgios, but the boat beat me on that one. But, um, yeah, I don't know if anyone's ever done it yet, but uh, my put the boot in was to uh, George Burgess. Because I think that eye-gouging incident he had, uh, um, I don't, uh, didn't follow the whole thing, but I, did, I didn't even see the game, but I saw the eye-gouging thing. Mm. And I think, well, there's no, there's no place for that in our game. Any, at any time, any place, for any reason, particular reason whatsoever. So that's my, my put the boot in, Sir George Burgess. Put the boot in! I didn't see the game myself uh, either there, Willie, but I have since seen that eye-gouging um, incident. Uh, and um, <clears throat> I'll tell you what, uh, we, 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 didn't we, Ra? We, we talked about it quite extensively, I think, um, on Wednesday on our halftime show on a Wednesday uh, afternoon. Um, and I tell you what, I just, I just, it was, um, I don't know, painful to watch. I, I dare say not as painful as it was for um, the poor guy that got gouged, but, you know, it was just uh, ridiculous. And, and I understand that he's, that it's not the first um, time that he's, uh, that um, Burgess has, done that it just looks horrible no. i mean when you're around the face you know you've got to be very careful and uh, you know you can't accidentally just tap somebody's eye or you know get poked in the eye i mean it's a physical game and and those sorts of things can happen um even in non-contact sports you can get um accidentally flicked in the eye but that looked like he was trying to rip the eye out of, of its right. socket eh, um a eh, willie it just wasn't. That's it, man. It's terrible. No, it was terrible. It was terrible, and we did discuss that um, on Wednesday. Gone, didn't we, uh, Ra? Oh, we did, Keithy. And uh, you know what? Have they just putting a good fist into somebody's face? So, you know that that dirty using your mm. yeah, yeah, you know, to do yes. that, guard somebody's eyes. That, yes, that's below you know anything you'd see in sport. At least you know it's just a punch up is something you can sort of. Yep. You know, maybe handle and and uh, call it even Stevens, but that's just that's no no need for that thing in any any sort of game, eh? I I, I completely yeah, no. agree. It looked like it looked like Papa at the Marae trying to get the last bit of bone marrow out of the neck chop. Exactly like that, isn't it? Exactly like that. <laughs> it's just, just you've got, hilarious, you've got an eloquent, brother. you've just got such an eloquent way of putting things there, JT. Nakurios, <laughs> Nakurios, though, man, he's been, uh, I don't know, he's just been so drama. Man, he, he's just a drama queen, isn't he, um, JT? He is. And I think, and William might agree with me here, due to the fact that he's got a uh, an ethnic-sounding name, a lot of the, um, shall we say, fair-skinned Aussies are sort of trying to disown right. him and say, oh, he's not really Australian. That's not in the Australian spirit. And there is a degree of that. He's a bit fiery, but there's not a bloke called Bernard Tomic mm-hmm. who's equally as yes. much dickhead as Mysterious. Yes. So it's not that he be you know, the biggest dickhead on the world tennis tour. Uh, between them, they're doing quite well. But yeah. Next year, <laughs> yeah. And, and you, you can't, you know, Raphael Nadal is an absolute champion yeah. and legend of the game. Yeah. Well, for him, to endure that sort of carry on is absolute rubbish. Yeah, no. Uh, I don't know. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Anyway. What do we do, boys? What do we do? <laughs> exactly. Even, even, even four great minds like ours cannot see. <laughs> <laughs> Give them a boil up yeah. and tell them to move on. Anyway, um, That's right. uh, so the government gets your boot in again, eh, Ra? Once oh, again, tell you, you know, you, you know, you see a lot of Afano. I mean, all of us, you know, you know, Afano, they wait at wins to get a bit of extra coin just to put a bit of food on the table. But when you get the sort of, you know, in a line outside the wind office at about two o'clock in the morning, like yeah. how these, you know, these shops you go shopping, they have a line for their specials. I mean, you know, something's on what good here, yeah, and, and, right, I, yeah. you know, and 
And, uh, you know, true. then he hears through, like, JT's, you know, he's going over on a world trip. It's like, man, let's go to Oz and try and make some points. <laughs> That's why I say, you know, you know, leave one alone and hit the, hit the road across, across the ditch here and uh, do a Willie and JT do and uh, a lot of our whānau, you know. But uh, sadly, yeah, you've got to work and, and pay your dues. I mean, it's not as easy, so it's better if they just stay and try and maybe knock on the door once to get some, some more money, I suppose. Yeah, so. Anyway, gentlemen, that pretty much brings us to the end of uh, full time. It's certainly been a pleasure uh, having you guys uh, on uh, on once again. Ra, I look forward to catching up with you um, Wednesday, eh, bro? Yeah, Keith, you'll catch up on Wednesday. Still a heap, a whole heap of sport, and we'll review the Crusaders and uh, Hagarides and Final. Should be a good one tonight. Absolutely. Now, um, JT, uh, certainly um, been a pleasure having you on board once again. Just want to wish you all the very best on your um, travel overseas, um, hey bro? Yeah, no, thanks for having me, Kent. I'm going to try and make an effort to call it on Wednesday because it's a state of right and I want to be part of that. But certainly next week, hopefully the Wi-Fi in, uh, in Paris we will be. Mm. So I'll have to get me a back here and I'll uh, look forward to the show next week. Good to have you on board too, Willie. Cool indeed. Thank you. Thank you, for the, thank you for the opportunity, boys. I enjoy it. It's a bit different from my radio show. I love this one.